Hey, who wants to do a show? It's the day after Independence Day. We're still here. We're still alive. We're still breathing. I hope you are too. Well, if you're here, that well says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> we got to, uh, let's see, what are we going to do today? Uh, if, if, if possible, uh, we've got a first hour guest from this thing called NTD. He's written some articles with our friend Jennifer Margulis. He's also a PhD, Joe Wang, fascinating guy. In doctors, we no longer trust. That's something we've been at for a lot of years, but love to hear from him if that's possible. Hour two, our good buddies at Nutritional Frontiers, Joe Messino, Jamie Dorley, cardiovascular help, cardiovascular help, cardiovascular help. We want to do a lot with that. So stand by for that and a whole lot more. A little bit of updates from the uh, the holiday weekend. I hope yours was great. I was crying a little bit. I'll tell you about that uh, after the uh, the brief intro to the Roberts Gabell Show. So let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right. Super Don's busy on the phone trying to coordinate our first hour guest. And I uh, avoid the hiccup. I didn't. I was looking and it didn't happen. But here I am. Welcome back, everybody. Post Independence Day weekend. Spectacular. I hope your weekend was, in fact, spectac- spectacular. Filled with spectacle and amazing things. And the cats did not like the fireworks. I'll tell you that much. They were running and hiding, trying to go, hey, this is this noise doesn't add up for us. Uh, I was uh, uh, able to see twice my daughter's. Uh, she was in a play called Cries of Freedom, very patriotic play on the history, at least some of the history, because there's a longer history than you could ever put into one play of America and freedom and liberty, all of these things. And going back to Joan of Arc and France and fascinating journeys of how it all links up. And there's a point. Uh, toward the end of the play. In fact, one of the scenes is about uh, Francis Scott Key being held on, uh, you know, one of the ships that the British were attacking during the War of 1812. I think it was 1814, and they were bombarding the fort, right? Uh, you know that story. And they're like, no way you guys are going to survive this, but I'll let you watch from the, uh, and, and there, that's how he wrote the Star Spangled Banner. And, you know, it was part of the the journey through history. And at a certain point in this play, Cries of Freedom, they invite the veterans that are that are present in the audience up to stand up in the front with them and during the last songs and things. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm practically bawling. I, you know, tear coming out my eye. I'm like, I can't hold this back. You know, and some of these guys that were up there, you know, barely could stand. One of the guys was like, you could see he's been through a lot in his lifetime. Back when our military wasn't concerned about uh, what gender you were other than the two that existed. Uh, and, and it was just like a, a reminder of those folks that have lived through, uh, you know, many more decades than we have, in fact, and what they have seen in their life and the high ideals to which we strive. That is a defense of liberty, uh, not an acquiescence to a form of tyranny, whether you call it this ism or that ism, uh, socialism, communism, et cetera, uh, and recognize that uh, many in our country have lost their way. They don't even realize the usurpation of the rights that they have by virtue of their very creation, their birth, that comes from God or creator, however you perceive that to be. And so these are thematic elements that I hopefully were woven into your weekend to recognize that, as I've said so many times before, I'm not the first, I won't be the last to say it, our rights come from God, not government. Or in other ways, our rights do not come from government, they come from God or creator. And yet so much of what we are learning uh, as far as how do they deceive the people of America to abandon liberty, to abandon limited government, the experiment, the grand experiment never before tried in recorded history to establish a government that was not 
designed to rule over us and limit us, but designed to pre- protect the liberties that were ours by virtue of our very, our breath, deep breath, that life, that life force, that vital force. And on Friday's show, we have, I, uh, yeah, we, we wrapped up with, again, a powerful women Friday, I think it was. That's a new theme here inadvertently. It's been great. Uh, PhD Naomi Wolf. And she comes from the liberal side of the political spectrum, yet has intellectual integrity. That's why I appreciate her so much. I really enjoyed having her on. And we talked about a lot of different things. And she has come along with her husband to the conclusion that a lot of the usurpation of, uh, you know, the ideals in America of uh, defense of liberty were, were really coming from the Chinese Communist Party. The CCP, in fact, infiltrating our media, our government, even medicine. And uh, this hour, we'll probably be able to cover that with our first time guest, Joe Wong, who was uh, helped to establish or he's part of, let's say, this group called NTD, which we have linked up at NTD.com, uh, another network, uh, television type network that's doing great work. Uh, did I say did I say that wrong, Joe Wang? I apologize. <laughs> I'm my mind's all over the place trying to describe what my experience has been over this Independence Day weekend and welcoming new folks to the Robert Scott Bell show all the time, which I'm grateful for. Uh, so that's that's de- indeed coming up, and, and I'm part of uh, this discussion of of how we have, uh, let's say, abandoned the principles of our founders to limit government and recognize that government was designed, uh, at least written in the Constitution and following the Declaration of Independence, to restrict not the people but restrict government, and that was again never before tried in recorded history as you were ruled over by kings, queens, emperors, bureaucrats. And in this case, we have the United States devolved into a bureaucratic oligarchy where we're led and ruled by unelected people who survive party switch after party switch, right? You get a Republican president, then you get a Democrat president, you on and on it goes. The Hegelian dialectic ping pongs you back and forth. And yet the oligarchy stays, it remains, and it makes rules despite the restrictions on rulemaking from the executive branch by the concept of uh, what? We got three co-equal branches, separation of powers, right? And that's gone in that oligarchy. And in fact, as we look at the first article here at the Robert Scott Bell Show in the notes at robertscottbell.com, you'll see a Forbes article about the Supreme Court decision on the EPA could have implications for other regulatory agencies like FDA. And no, we didn't agree 100% with everything Trump did. But at the same time, we weren't deranged Trump haters either. It's just kind of let's look at these things with intel, critical thinking skills intact and say, what has he done well? A few things that he did well, including he tried, he attempted to reduce the power of the oligarchy. We talked about that Schedule F scenario that was uh, designed to be able to have more control of the executive branch over those unelected bureaucrats. And then the moment Biden became president, that was gone in a heartbeat. But the Supreme Court decision is interesting here. And I want to talk more about it with Jonathan Emord as well on Thursday's broadcast, because he's been taken on the oligarchy as the FDA dragon slayer for decades now. And he's actually beat the FDA back a world record eight times. But seemingly it matters not. The FDA continues to ignore even decisions going up to the Supreme Court level. But in this case, it's like, well, this is interesting. A case where they actually chastised and limited the regulatory agency's ability to make rules 
And could this, in fact, impact the Fear and Death Administration, the FDA, responsible for approving substances that are known to be the third leading cause of death in America and the West? Bar none. Nothing comes close. In fact, I argue that which the the FDA uh, has approved and licensed medical doctors prescribe result in the second and first leading causes of death as well. That is cancer and heart disease. They're toxic poisons. Now, if I talk to a group of school kids about, hey, let's hey kids, let's figure out how to get well. If we've been sick, let's all drink some poison. Let's all take poison pills and we'll get better. Right, kids? You ain't yet. No, what? They'll all go, no, that's stupid. What are you talking about? Yet our entire Western mindset with reductionist, metabolic, destroying, toxic poison drug pills approved by the FDA is basically a concept that is absurd on its face. That is, we can poison you back to health. Yes. And we all go, yay, we need more money to do that. Hey, can we get a single payer socialized system like Canada, right? Or England, where when I've traveled up to Canada, I haven't been in a while. Obviously, they're locking out people that don't get uh, COVID jabs. But I talked to the people of Canada that socially liberal, also in a government, they have a more socialist government in terms of single-payer healthcare. They're proud of that, proud of that. We are not cruel and unusual like you Americans where people don't have automatic coverage just because they're born. And I said, all right, you're here at this health show I was speaking at, and it was Total Health Canada in Toronto. And I'd, I'd asked these people that were so proud of, and I love the Canadian people, don't get me wrong, good, nice people. I'm, I'm so sad for tr- what they've got in Trudeau but they are realizing that their rights are limited because their privilege is doled out by the government. They don't have, even in their charter of rights, apparently an ability to say, no, 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 you don't have authority over my body. They've been able to get away with a lot more in the United States. We've been able to push back a little bit more on that. But one of the things here we see with the, uh, with the oligarchy's ability to make rules and the FDA approves the drugs and the licensed medical doctors that have a monopoly on the practice of quote unquote medicine, which is to poison people back to health, even though it's absurd, is that anybody that would dare compete with that model within medicine, like we found out the doctors that spoke up about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, uh, I would argue copper is very important there. Selenium is also very important, but all of those doctors were attacked viciously. Now, those of us who have been in the holistic realm, like me as a homeopath said, you know, I don't even need those drugs. If you want them, that's okay, but I don't need them. Here's what I do. We would be attacked viciously. You know, we've been deplatformed and banned and censored, of course, but it's not just homeopaths. It's regular doctors, if you will, want to call them that, that have been tatered through the last two and a half years who dared to wake up and say, you know what, that poisoning people back to health is not all it's cracked up to be. And we, we need to maybe find another way. And we're beginning to cooperate. I'm meeting with doctors all the time, homeopaths, naturopaths, chiropractors, herbalists, nurses, all coming together and going, hey, what, what's working for you? What's working for you? And we're just coming together collegially and learning from each other and finding out best practices, not in a monopoly, but in freedom. And yet the system that we have is not set up to endorse or embrace that. In fact, quite the opposite is to squash it, threaten those doctors that are daring to do that, to be delicensed. And then, of course, all of the loans that maybe tally up to a half a million dollars when they come out of medical school, suddenly they can't repay because they can't operate because their license is the thing that gives them that freedom, which is not license is slavery. It's a permission slip to do that, which is otherwise considered illegal. And I don't know about you, but I've never considered healing to be illegal. 
But apparently, if you can actually do it without poisoning people, oh, man, get out of the way. We're coming for you. So this article, and again, I'm not going to go into great detail here because I want to bring up our guest in just a sec here, but I will cover it more with Jonathan E. Mord on Thursday's show. But what it portends potentially are another uh, other fronts within the legal system to push back on or, or agencies like the FDA that have been captured completely by the pharmaceutical industrial complex. That is, the regulatory agency is designed to regulate drugs, for instance. And yet the, the manufacturers of those drugs control the agency, direct the agency. Centralized bureaucracies only do one thing ultimately, make it easier for global corporations with no allegiance to any nation or state to rule over you, to limit your freedom, to in- imprison you should you dare to believe that you have a freedom to do that which they say, you can't do that, it's not scientific. Yet the science is clear on the leading cause of death in America, modern medicine. Yeah, look at the treatments that were not given for COVID and then the ones that are mandated, if you will, in hospital settings. The ones that were not given were life-saving, and those doctors that did give them have been ostracized. The ones that were given in hospitals have killed people, more so than COVID has. I don't even think that's arguable anymore. So in Doctors We No Longer Trust is the first article we're going to bring up, co-authored by our friend Jennifer Margulis and Joe Wang, who joins us now on the Robert Scott Bell. Joe, welcome to the, welcome to this like crazy radical show. I, I can't believe you show up. Hi, Robert. Hi, thank you for uh, inviting me. And uh, happy uh, the 1st of July. Uh, late uh, congratulations uh, from, from um, Canada. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm sorry that you're stuck in Canada based on what we know. And I love the Canadian people and nothing but great, uh, let's say, experiences I've had in Canada over the years. But we've witnessed the last couple of years how not free the Canadian people are. And you write a lot about, uh, as well as uh, Jennifer, the, the, the CCP's impact on the West and what it's doing to encroach on our freedoms and deceive us into believing that which they are prescribing is more freedom, whether it's is or isn't is very debatable uh and so give us a little bit about your background on how you got here well i just want to say on this fifth day of july i want to um, say um the america america is still the uh, greatest greatest country on this planet earth so um um yeah well my u.s friends be uh be grateful for a country that you have um a little better than what we have in Canada, but Canada is still so much better than than the communist China. So, uh, as long as my background, I, I grew up in China, communist China. I brought up as an atheist, uh, as you all know, like children grew up in China, they were not allowed to have faith uh, except communism. So, I grew up uh, in a system. And uh, you know we we worshipped uh, the communist leaders. And uh, uh, when when I went to university, I dreamed uh, to be uh, a scientist, uh, so that you know we can cure all the diseases in the world. And um, mm-hmm. you know, man power, man um, is 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 master of of the universe, right? So we we we. We're here to conquer everything. So that was my, my mindset when I went to uh, 
you know, I, I beat like, it, uh, I, I don't know if you know about the, the, the brutal Chinese uh, college entrance exams. Uh, there are just so many kids competing for so few spots uh, in universities. So I, uh, I scored very high, uh, third among 100,000 uh, high, high school graduates in my province. So I was able to um, um, enter uh, Fudan University, one of the top universities in China. And my major uh, was uh, genetics and genetic engineering. So mm. sounds uh, frightening, but today, but uh, at that time, it was uh, it was quite an honor because uh, only the top students from each province can uh, actually be admitted to this program. So my dream was uh, was genetic engineer everything um, from human to uh, to microbes, uh, so that we 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 cure all the diseases, we make the crop, you know, uh, yield uh, 10 times higher, whatever, right? The climate, whatever. The If, if there's a problem, there, there must be a solution uh, through uh, genetic engineering. So right. that was my mandate in the 80s. Right. So a PhD level education at the highest level of sciences. And as I've acknowledged over the years here, that the willingness to uh, believe through our minds, right, that we are so smart that we can outcreate that which created the universe with no unintended consequences of a negative variety has, has brought us to a disastrous circumstance where science without faith, science without God, science without spirit becomes reckless into the point of reckless endangerment of, of life on the planet. Uh, have you transitioned from that uh, communist atheistic worldview in your experience to something different in terms of your belief system? Yes, yes. That's why we're, uh, I'm here today. Um, uh, when I uh, come to Canada for my PhD uh, in genetics, and uh, my uh, I was my my thesis was on uh, molecular evolution. So I was trying to study how life come together and uh, why, and, and you know where are we going. Uh, that was a puzzle. Um, you know, in, in, in my mind. And then I, I went to Cornell uh, uh, for my postdoc training uh, on genetic engineering. I, I did uh, uh, um, genetically modified organisms. <laughs> uh, what I did was, uh, was I modified uh, tomato plants so that they, they become pest resistant. Uh, that was the idea anyways. So, and then I, I um, after Cornell, I I I, I came back to Canada. I worked for Sanofi Pasteur. Uh, the at that time it was the largest vaccine company in the world. Uh, so I um, so I did uh, a bunch of stuff: HIV, pneumonia, and and SARS, the the, the first SARS. Uh, so in two thousand three, I, I was the project leader on on that project. Uh, so I, I knew I knew all all, all the stuff uh, on vaccine vaccine development, uh, genetic engineering, you know, GMOs and other stuff. So um, when I was uh, working um, um, at uh, Sanofi, uh, it was uh, it was quite stressful. So um, you know, a lot of smart people uh, in the group were all competing uh, for for position and stuff. 
Um, so it was quite stressful, and I, I picked up a, a meditation practice uh, called Falun Gong, uh, Falun Dafa. I don't know if you heard about it. Yes. It's actually come from China, and I learned it from a Sicilian family uh, in Toronto. So it's a uh, um, talking about coincidence, right? Mm -hmm. So the Sicilian family, um, the um, they 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 have hot temper, <laughs> as we all know, and. Uh, but the but uh, Joao, uh, my instructor, who uh, when he practices Falun Gong, he he's very he's very calm. Um, but uh, you can tell that he came from a temp hot temper uh, background and then becomes calm. So I thought this is this is great. So I I I, I started practice and it helped me a, a great deal. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's a Buddha Buddha school practice. So. So I, I come from uh, an atheist science, scientist background mm -hmm. to something like you know uh, we believe in in, in God in, yes. in in higher beings. Uh, so uh, so that was the transition. Uh, so that was quite uh, actually quite something because uh, I be from a very arrogant scientist. Like mm -hmm. I there's no problem in a world that can uh, you know. Um, um, make me puzzled i can can solve all the problems right mm -hmm. so that's very arrogant um but then you know i was young i i when when i uh to to deal with uh, no uh, problems um even when i did a genetic uh, genetic modified uh, organisms at cornell i did um you know generate a tomato plant that, that that's re resistant to pests but what I really don't know what's uh, you know what the planet is going to do to to planet Earth right. afterwards. So I I start to question and uh, and and in Canada I was able to access different kind of information unlike unlike in China. So the the government has a, a certain narrative on certain things and. Uh, you are not allowed to study uh, other information. You are only allowed uh, to read certain information. So that information control uh, actually um, kind of, you know, a generation like myself, it, it's a result of that. But when you when people have uh, access to more information, then, you know, you, you we're, we're, we're not stupid. We can, we can make our, uh, 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 assessment and 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 uh, make make up our mind. So I transitioned from an atheist mm -hmm. to um, believing God. Right. Well, Joe, that that doesn't go well for uh, uh, being in China as a high level scientist. And I think in my readings of the Falun Gong group, they are under a, uh, assault, attack, and and violence, brutal violence from the Chinese government because uh, if if you suddenly break free from the stranglehold of atheistic communism. Uh, then you no longer worship the state. Uh, that doesn't bode well for the strength of that communist centralized bureaucracy. So is it uh, is it true that you're probably not going to go back to China in this lifetime as long as the CCP is in control? That's right. I, I'm on their blacklist and uh, I cannot go back. Well, I, I, I can go back, but I probably wouldn't be able to come out. All right. Uh, yes, if I do. Be a uh, one way I, ticket. We don't want to see you. on. <laughs> it's a one way ticket. I um, um, you brought up the, the persecution of, of Falun Gong. Um, I, that's actually why I switched career from a scientist to a media uh, 
guy. Um, so when I was working at Sanofi, uh, I was among PhD scientists, smart people. Uh, some of them, uh, like myself, are, are Chinese Canadians. Uh, so we're very well educated. Uh, we're supposed to know better. Um, but uh, but then uh, when when the persecution of Falun Gong in China started, it didn't quite go anywhere uh, because you know it's Chinese people practicing something Chinese. Uh, uh, why why stop them? Why persecute them? Um, but uh, that's the the arrogance of the CCP, Chinese Communist Party. Party, if they decided on something, it has to be right. It has to be done. Like the the zero COVID we we're seeing today, it, it's just um, the um, they are so like in control of every aspect of citizens. So you cannot say no to the slightest thing that they uh, they want you to. Um, so. So the the persecution of Falun Gong didn't go anywhere because there's no no uh, mass support. People don't support the persecution. Mm -hmm. uh, what the what the CCP did was uh, the uh, they used every state machine uh, propaganda twenty four seven defaming uh, this group of people, like the Nazis did to the Jews. Uh, the, sure. the 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 the, the they portrayed Falun Gong practitioners as as crazy uh, they, or, or terrorists. <laughs> that's right. They kill they kill people, kill babies, and, and so on and so forth. So I at, at the beginning nobody believed them, but uh, uh, the lies repeated you know many many million times. Often enough, they become the truth to people exactly. that, that and, knew uh, better before, and now they I, don't. I thought my colleagues in Toronto wouldn't believe that, hmm. but I was wrong. They they started to to uh, distance themselves from me, and uh, I was like I was one one of the most popular guy in the group, and uh, the because I practice Falun Gong, this meditation, um, and then the uh, the you know they were just in case, right? You know mm -hmm. maybe Joe get crazy and kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I I just couldn't believe it. But so so I saw the power of propaganda. I knew uh, the uh, the power of propaganda growing up in China. So I, I didn't realize how powerful they are reaching to North America. So, so you you do see firsthand the risk like uh PhD Naomi Wolf referenced on Friday's show about the CCP subverting our ideas of what our country even stands for, what should be defended as opposed to now this idea that there are 1,000 different genders. And, uh, you know, if anybody in the military that oh, formerly would... This vogue culture is, is cultural revolution, American version. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so, I, you know, the audience, um, I, I'm sorry about my my Chinese ac uh, accent. No, you're doing great, Joe. No problem. No, I have a Canadian accident uh, so on top of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but but what I see in, uh, happening in America uh, is is the Chinese Cultural Revolution in the 1960s uh, happening in America. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm, I'm so alerted, and that's why um, you know I, I've been writing um, uh, on the Epoch Times uh, articles alerting uh, Americans that uh, if you don't if you don't like do something right now, you know, a few years down the road, mm -hmm. you will become China in the in the sixties and seventies. You will become North American, uh, North Korea today. You become you know Venezuela um, 
it's it's coming um mm-hmm. and but, i wish uh, our, our 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 let's say our friends on the political left primarily what they consider liberal which is not the same thing as it was uh would wake up to this reality as naomi wolf again of that uh, political viewpoint uh, has acknowledged that the Chinese Communist Party is infiltrating and dis- destabilizing, if you will, the uh, basic concepts and principles of what it means or what it was intended to mean to be an American. Uh, Joe, when we come back from this, I've just got to take a, a pause here. Joe, I want to talk about your article about wombs shouldn't be weaponized. And you also talk about how the CCP uses or calls abortion family planning. I think that's not an accident that uh, many people on the left uh, that support the abortion, uh, uh, let's say, uh, industrial complex also call it family planning. We'll talk about that in just a moment. I got to do a quick shout out to our friends that are not harming the environment or those of you who are still and want to find a way not to via, let's say, taking on the weeds in your garden. Uh, please, please, please do not use the glyphosate that is so readily abundant and available. And even though it is widely known to cause cancer and worse. Uh, look to uh, deal with pests as well safely. That can be done. God has created a solution for every problem that we have here, and that includes the use of the delimining, the distillate from the orange peel. So if you haven't already picked up some orange guard, we have a link, and Super Don puts it out as well in the, in the notes as well as in the email blast, natural and powerful pest control made from oranges. The orange peel, delimining, it is so safe, I drank it on the air. I sprayed it in my mouth and showed you I am fine, alive and well. It's not going to harm your pets. It's not going to harm your kids. And uh, there's a lot of science to support it. Even the EPA acknowledges it as, as bad as the EPA is, acknowledges it as a safe pesticide that you can use in your home. Also, we'll be talking about this and many other things coming up at the Red Pill Expo. Thanks to G. Edward Griffin. I'll be there this weekend, Indianapolis, Friday and Saturday, 9th and 10th of July. We've got a number of upcoming events. I hope that you can be at one or all of them. Uh, after that, I've got some events uh, in Utah, a couple of things coming up. And then uh, we're heading in October, mid-October, of course, to the Health Freedom Expo. And if you haven't signed up for any classes, even lectures on demand at trinityschool.org, trinityschool.org, please do so. Every month they resu- they've got new uh, startups, if you will. And the ability to learn about natural health and healing, body, mind, spirit connectivity, without going into massive debt like the allopathic iatrogenic medical community and what they go through to learn what they learn. They have to unlearn most of it in order to help people eventually. And we welcome all the doctors and nurses that are also joining us at Trinity School to learn real healing. And I thank you for that. Uh, So upcoming events tab, sign up for email alerts by texting RSB to 22828. My initials RSB, send it to 22828, text it, and you'll be prompted to get your email address plugged in and you'll be plugged into all the wonderful healing that we bring to you each and every, well, six days a week here. And I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad uh, Joe Wang is here for the first time. Uh, This article in the uh, Epoch Times headlined, Wombs Should Not Be Weaponized. And, you know, I've said about the controversy about abortion. If you believe that life begins at conception, of course you're going to be opposed to abortion because it would be murder. Now, granted, there are people that don't believe it starts then, and they, they will make arguments to say that it should be available safely at a certain point to a certain point, and then others that are just so radically ridiculous like CCP believers will believe that it's okay for infanticide to occur after the child is born. Talk about these radical extremes and what your article is referencing when you talk about wombs shouldn't be weaponized. 
Well, thank you, Robert. Um, uh, so uh, if it's debatable, uh, when does life begin? Uh, it's not debatable. Uh, the CCP doesn't respect life at all. Uh, being in a mother's womb or it's already born or grown up or um, at all. Um, so for this Chinese Communist Party, um, once this is power in 1949, uh, the only mandate for them is to stay on power and uh, everything in the society uh, become tools for them to stay in power, uh, including women's womb. Um, so that's why they, um, so when, um, I, I'm, I'm lucky, I'm, a, I, I, I was born, <laughs> no problem. I was the ninth uh, child uh, uh, in the family, so, um, but I was the, the last bunch. So in, in the 60s, when Mao Zedong um, was fighting uh, the, the Soviets and also the uh, uh, American uh, imperialism, uh, as we were uh, brainwashed. Uh, so the, so he he told the population that uh, he needs more uh, people. He needs more army to fight Americans. So uh, he encouraged women to give birth. Uh, so I was born as the ninth child. Uh, but uh, uh, shortly after I was born, um, the the CCP, and that's this is after Mao died. Uh, the CCP uh, decided, well, we have too many people in China. Uh, it's going to be a problem. So let's uh, let's limit uh, one child to each family. So that's the famous one child policy. And uh, they call it uh, uh, family planning. Uh, so the, uh, the, the, they have a, a whole system from federal, provincial, city level, township, village, every level of government has a strong, um, basically army of, uh, of people uh, uh, monitoring each and every family. Uh, so your, if your family has a, a woman um, uh, that that's um, in, in the age that could give birth, then um, this is on their list. Uh, so of course, if you're not married, of course you can. Uh, get pregnant. If you do, then you know there die consequences, like even even like getting killed. Uh, but um, um, so so if if you are uh, if you're married, uh, of course you and your husband can only have one child. After you have one child, uh, then they will do some operation to. To uh, to make sure you don't have uh, an accident. Uh, Joe, are you telling me that they will force sterilize people so that they can't have babies? Large scale, large scale. Yeah. So basically, large scale forced sterilization. Yes, yes. So uh, so if you if you're if you're married and you haven't had a, a the first child yet, of course not. Um, but they are monitor you, and uh, after the first child, they they will force you to uh, to be sterilized. And sometimes it didn't quite work. Then uh, you know, uh, accident happened, and then they will force abortions. Force abortion. Uh, yeah. So those are the um, family planning police uh, that's everywhere in the country. Uh, so, 
So that's in the name of uh, uh, um, keeping China prosperous and keeping the society stable. But uh, you know what the result of, of this policy was just the opposite, right? Um, um, so so that was the one-child policy period. And just a few years ago, they decided, oh, well, the population is declining, so we should, we should have more babies. So they decided to to um, uh, allow couple to have more babies, uh, two, and now it's three. And if you only have one, they, um, they're starting to, to pressure you to have more. So it's, it's, it's just um, like, who decides on this? My, uh, yeah, well, that concept of my body, my choice, it's always the choice of those that control you and own you. Exactly, and so to the, to the CCP, you are not a life, you're just a tool. And uh, if you don't need the tool, they can kill you. And uh, if, if you're, this is useful for them, I gave you a more, another extreme. Uh, I, did a, I, I, I was part of a, a documentary, uh, it's called Human Harvest. Um, it's about uh, uh, harvesting organs from, from people forcefully and sell it to uh, foreigners. Uh, so that's that's called uh, live first uh, organ harvesting. Um, so we we did a documentary in uh, um, 2000, uh, 2014, and uh, it was uh, we won a Peabody Award for that documentary. It's called Human Harvest, and uh, there are books uh, published on this. Uh, the most famous one is uh, by uh, a a Canadian politician, uh, David Kugor and David Maitis, is called Bloody Harvest. So basically what happened, uh, if you're in, in um, I, I don't know, Chicago, uh, the US, uh, you know, you need, uh, you need a kidney or you need a liver, you need a heart. Uh, of course, in the US, you have to wait for years for a donor. Uh, but in China, uh, they advertise that you can get a, a kidney in one week a heart uh, maybe in two weeks. Uh, so actually, you know, they happened in very large scale. So, um, um, so who do they target for harvesting the Falun Gong? Yes. So initially, um, we, because, you know, of course they don't document that. Right. Uh, and then they, the victims, uh, they're, they're, they're dead. So they were killed. Uh, uh, the, um, so the that's why I, I thought doctors uh, that participate in this they're they're evil they're not they well and that's the point of of looking at the medical profession as I do I don't automatically praise and worship them not that I would uh, normally just simply because of their status of having a medical degree but what is their willingness to engage in evil and we look at World War II Nazi Germany it was the doctors that conducted these hor horrific experiments. And in the case of the last two and a half years uh, under COVID, it's doctors that have been withholding treatment. It's doctors that have been giving deadly treatments in hospitals, along with some nurse participation. And so we have seen a resurgence or a surgence, maybe first time in our lifetime of doctors waking up, nurses waking up and going, I can't participate in this any longer. So there's a point where they said, oh. I could tolerate it or pretend it didn't exist. Now they can't. And those that have a conscience are waking up and trying to do penance for their uh, wrongdoing or their silence, which is complicity in this case. And so to, uh, you know, go to your other article here that you wrote with Jennifer Margulis and doctors we no longer trust is another excellent article, as well as this other on 
uh, if you want to be a father, you might want to uh, check out uh, sperm counts and motility rates after the mRNA injection, which is severely impacting fertility for both male and female. And this is an article also available at Epic Times. It says, want to be a dad, count your sperm if you've had the jab. Uh, so these are things that I see the medical uh, industry and the doctors are the licensed representatives of that industry. Uh, they are foisting on uh, the population uh, things that are, are are altering our ability to procreate as humans as well. Yes, and, and I want to uh, add that uh, the the CCP system corrupts everybody. Like uh, I, as a student, I was you know I was brainwashed, and uh, and if I were, were, uh, was staying in China and 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 did my you know uh, scientific research or what, I, I don't know who uh, I uh, could become. Uh, but luckily, I'm I'm here. In North America, uh, we still have a certain freedom, and uh, uh, you know, Robert, you're you're having this show, and the police is not is not knocking on your door, and you're not shut down yet. So uh, we should uh, actually, um, um, you know, you use the freedom that we we, we still have to uh, to make sure that the Chinese the CCP yeah. system doesn't come to now is that. not a time to to be quiet remain quiet it is time to speak up even though we've right. been banned and deplatformed and censored numerous times and are still dealing with it it is not a time to go oh oh if i quiet now they'll be friends with me they'll like me again and they'll let me back on their networks no this is a time where you recognize that the brainwashing of a significant percentage of the people of Canada and the people of the United States, for those that are in North America, is resulting in a communist dictatorship takeover of our countries. And again, Naomi Wolf said it on Friday. She said this is a CCP engineered thing. Now, I'm not here to say it's only that, but they significantly stand to gain and benefit by destroying our culture from within without firing a shot. And we are doing it because of the brainwashed morons of the political elites on both sides. But primarily right now, the political left has really bought this idea of, uh, you know, abortion for everybody as family planning, for instance. That's just one example of many that we're seeing or mandatory jabs for everybody, all destroying our ability to have bodily autonomy, the thing that they proclaim they're for, except when it comes to saying no to medical experiments being injected into them. Right. So, so the CCP is very sly. Uh, the, uh, they know their craft very well. They practice it. Uh, and so they, 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 they penetrate to your society and uh, you, before you know it, it's, it's already here. Uh, it only, well, we, we know a, a little better <laughs> because we grew up in the system. We know their tricks. And uh, I have been... Um, I've been. You know, I I quit my uh, my Sanofi vaccine job uh, thirteen years ago um, uh, to do to do media because I I realized you know uh, this is so important. Information is so important to to everybody, and I've been telling my friends in Canada and the U.S. that the CCP is coming, but nobody, well, very few people believed us, but. Thanks to COVID, actually, that brought to the front and center, and people started to realize, yeah, the lockdown, the vaccine, the everything, it's, it's what the, the CCP practiced in China, and they claim their system is superior to the Western democracy because they have efficiency. 
yes, they do have efficiency. They have the most efficient way to kill kill people. <laughs> the um, but but it, but it, what what's what's to our freedom? So we become slaves to the CCP, like the mainland Chinese people, like the Hong Kong people. Like what happened to Hong Kong is is uh, don't tell me that it's not possible to come to New York. It is possible. It's just uh, we have to stand up and 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 defend our freedom. Um, if we don't do it, then mm -hmm. you know they're coming. Joe, it looks like Canada is further along in that takeover than the United States, even though we have some problems big time here in the U.S. Well, Robert, I have to say that uh, uh, the. Uh, the difference between China, uh, Canada and the U.S. is that U.S. has more conservative radio talk shows than in Canada. We don't have that in in Canada, so nobody interviewed me in Canada. So, um, you know. So you're uh, saying the liberal left of Canada have a free reign to communicate uh, CCP propaganda, but yeah, anybody who opposes it, it's 24/7 in here. So that. Where did, did my friend in uh, Sanofi got the idea that uh, you know I was crazy? So it was the CCP propaganda in Canada, mm -hmm. and it's in the states too. And uh, thanks to Trump, um, the uh, the labor uh, the, um, the the Chinese state-run media in the U.S. as foreign uh, agencies instead of media, and that mm -hmm. limited their um, you know what they can do in the U.S., which which is great. Uh, yeah. Because uh, you know, uh, for NTD, we um, we're twenty four seven. We have you know twenty four seven uh, English programming, but uh, the cable companies uh, um, it's very reluctant uh, carrying us. Of course, now we have, we have penetration, but uh, because they um, they carry the CCP channels. And uh, like CGTN, it's an English channel. It's all. Chinese propaganda. propaganda. Well, uh, Joe, anything that I can do to help on this end, certainly you can borrow any of our broadcasts if they're helpful to you to deprogram the populace wherever they're programmed. Uh, and I appreciate what you're doing with NTD. And I, and I see, is it true that NTD has uh, outlets around the world now? It's not just Canada? Yeah. Yes, we do. We, uh, we started as a Chinese uh, network. Now we have 24-7 English network in the in the states. We, and we're we're targeting uh, targeting audience. It's it's no longer Chinese Americans. Uh, we 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 uh, we want to serve mainstream uh, American population because uh, the CCP, We know the CCP probably better than anybody in the U.S. Uh, mm -hmm. And and the the U the, the Americans they need to know the true nature of the CCP. Mm -hmm. When you watch NBA uh, games, when you watch movies from Hollywood, you have to know that there's CCP behind everything, and those are dangerous elements that that could uh, kill our freedom. Uh, and it's coming. So I, um, it's not fear mongering. I, no. uh, I think this is uh, the uh, the COVID uh, uh, thing in the past two, three years has demonstrated that, um, um, and, and, and it's in black and white writing. The CCP has their constitution. They want to um, change the entire world into their system, not the American freedom system. It's their CCP, um, mm -hmm. you know, totalitarian regime system. 
Uh, Joe, are, are, are you going to have to flee Canada to America to escape persecution there too? Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so I will have quarters in New York City. So I'm, I'm going to New York tomorrow. Uh, we work very closely with our uh, U.S. colleagues um, on, on things. Um, we're, we're glad that the mainstream people start to pay attention to uh, NTD and to Epoch Times because um, we again we know the CCP better and the CCP is coming the the American mainstream people needs to get prepared yeah well you have an administration we have an administration in the United States that seems to be uh, uh, beholden to uh, Chinese propaganda or even helping to encourage it further so uh, we, we've got our own challenges here in the US I'm not naive to that either and I know you're not Joe and I appreciate all that you're doing super Don this NTD I was not familiar with this network, but I'm looking it over. It's pretty, pretty impressive. I, I spent some time watching it this morning and I was mm. very, very impressed. I, I was kind of disappointed that I hadn't heard of NTD before now because I do show prep every morning to, you know, see what's going on in the world. And uh, it's very, very professional and uh, covers a lot of topics that we would cover on this show. They've got a health section as well. And so I was just very impressed. Yeah. New York based global television network founded in 2001 by Chinese Americans who fled communism. Uh, my gosh. I mean, they've probably been subject to attacks from Chinese operatives over the years. I'm thinking, well, I mean, um, if you can Google, Google, uh, uh, tell said 2008, I mean, that that's a, just an example that, uh, we, uh, we have to deal with, uh, Western companies, uh, uh uh, when the, the CCP tried to buy them, like advertisers, uh, satellite operators, um, everybody, like mm -hmm. uh, if we do anything with anybody, uh, the next thing would be the, embassy, the Chinese embassy in the U.S. Uh, they will call this this entity and uh, you know basically screw our business. In terms of in the in the in the event of the Utah set in 2008, that was before the uh, the Beijing Olympics. Um, so we had a, a satellite. We ran a satellite from Paris, Utah uh, satellite, to broadcast into China our our signal. And uh, you know what happened? <laughs> they bought them and. Uh, you know. Yeah, that stopped pretty quickly after that. Yeah, so. uh, well, uh, Joe, is there is there a place where people can sign up to get email alerts from NTD as, an, as a media source as well? Well, just to visit NTD.com. Uh, we have uh, all the information in there. You, you can sign up in there and, uh, and can watch, you can watch us 24-7, actually, uh, from NTD.com. Yeah, we're, we're only on two hours a day, six days a week, so we need some extra time to fill. <laughs> okay well it's 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 free so you, you can uh, um yeah you, you can watch it anytime joe and i appreciate I, you and and the work you're doing the articles are excellent at epic times you've done with uh, uh jennifer margulis our good friend as well and I, i'm so glad to connect with you here uh for the first time and if there's anything you want to relate to our audience, just, you know, give a shout out to Super Don, my producer, or uh, associate producer Kevin Tuttle, who will coordinate your appearance here. And uh, we wish you all the best and, and all the blessings for uh, uh, your stance, in, in, you know, in defense of freedom and, and to push back against the CCP attempts at usurping it. Thank you so much, Robert. It's been a pleasure. All right. That's Joe Wang, NTD. Again, he's an amazing man overcoming a lot, including... 
his education as a PhD atheist, fascinating the journey that he has been on uh, to stand strong in what he is doing, not operate in fear. You can see his willingness is right there in front for everybody to see. So thank you for that. Also, what do we do to be rebels in the United States of America? Uh, No, it's not voting. Voting is not a rebellious act. I'll tell you what is gardening. Gardening is a rebellious act. There's an article here at Natural Blaze, which I think is worth uh, uh, seeing, reading, sharing. And of course, Super Don, I think, sent it out in the email blast. So if you haven't signed up for email alerts at robertscatbell.com, please do send RSB, my initials, RSB to 22828, RSB to 22828, and you'll uh, be plugged in to become a, 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 let's say, a recipient of the good education Super Don's trying to throw out your way to think critically about these issues. Now, 10 ways to sow revolution in your backyard, why you must declare your independence as we scroll down that's just because uh, you know we're top of the hour almost we got a few minutes before we have joe messino on from nutritional frontiers and i just learned that jamie dorley's taking the day off so we got tracy straup dr tracy straup joining us which is great we haven't had tracy on in a while so that's coming up but the ultimate act of rebellion is to feed yourself so number one on the list scroll down there super down to the numbered list and we'll go through that really quick for everybody that's listening later or if you're watching all of these Links are in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. If you live in the suburbs, plant every square inch inch of your yard. Grow things vertically. I mean, we're talking about, yeah, pissing off your HOA, (laughs) but maybe you could find a way to navigate. You know, sometimes they say only backyard or side yard, but find ways because this could be a matter of life, death, and and liberty uh, moving forward as supply chain disruptions are more evident if you haven't already seen them take place anywhere and everywhere. If you live in a city or an apartment, look into ways to adapt your situation. Container gardens on a balcony, again, vertical growing systems. If you live in the country and you're not under the auspices or limitations of a, a what you call a homeowners association, go bonkers, as they say. Don't just plant a garden, pl- plant fields. Establish uh, food forests, if you will. Learn about permaculture, whether it's through the Facebooks of the world or meetups of the world where you find these permaculture groups, they are willing to help you and help others to do that. Uh, raise micro livestock. We've had, of course, on the show, Marjorie Wildcraft. We'll have her back on again. If you go to rsbfood.com, you can learn how to tap into the free education that she provides. And that includes, you know, chickens, small goats, rabbits, different things like that that make you less dependent on these supply chain disruptions. And when you're hungry, you'll find that you're willing to do things you wouldn't normally do. Just look at the horrific stories out of Venezuela as they went more and more into the socialist debacle. And however they got there, they got there and that people were eating their pets. They were selling their bodies to get food. Uh, I mean, just horrific scenarios that are dystopian science fiction novels come to real life in this context. Um, Use only heirloom seeds, preferably. Find those that that are healthy and that have been vital for many generations. Go organic if you haven't done so already. Learn learn to use natural soil enhancers, non-toxic methods of getting rid of pests like delimining we get from OrangeGuard, orangeguard.com, which, by the way, I checked out the local Ace Hardware where I spend gold backs to buy stuff, and OrangeGuard was right there at the Ace Hardware. So if you have an Ace store, go in and get some OrangeGuard. Support them as well as more locally oriented. Uh, Be prepared, number seven on this list, for some backlash. You may face some issues from local municipal government. Be ready, do your work, do your homework, find out others who have fought and won against local ordinances simply because you want to grow the right to grow food on any side of the property you live in or on. 
Learn about permaculture. I mentioned that already. Find the things you can't grow yourself or for those things Buy local. Find others that are, are doing it. Find a way to barter with them. Things that you have that they don't have, vice versa. And uh, this is such an important part of growing to the next step as the Federal Reserve note begins to tank at an ever accelerated rate. And even though they've raised the interest rates now, they will not be able to sustain those uh, interest rates, which means the contraction of the money supply, because it'll be untenable to service the debt that the United States corporate government holds. And so it'll be impossible. They'll go bankrupt. They'll collapse. So they're going to print the presses or let's say crank up the presses again. And then, of course, the value of each dollar you work for, which is a Federal Reserve note, not a real dollar, is going to be less and less. And that's the hidden tax. Whether you uh, pay, quote unquote, all the taxes you think you owe or not, there's the hidden tax of inflation. Uh, finally, reserve, preserve your food. Uh, learn how to can or if you have the ability to utilize freeze drying equipment, if you have your, your own or if you can rent others, right? Maybe somebody in your neighborhood's not using the freeze dryer. Offer them something to be able to use stuff to help preserve and uh, prepare if you don't have the ability to buy preserved food already. And even that's becoming more expensive as we've seen. So with that, that article I think is very valuable uh, for today and tomorrow. And I hope that you would share it. And I hope that you'll share the Robert Scott Bell Show as a valuable resource to bring the power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. And in the second hour, we're going to do that with my good friends, Joe Messino and Tracy Strout, Nutritional Frontiers. They've got some great case deals available for you. Use the code RSB15. You'll get an even bigger discount because Jamie Dorley, the, the dude, the guy, the man at Nutritional Frontiers insists that Robert Scott Bell Show family can double dip. Now, at the retail level, if you're a wholesale professional account, that's a different story. I just want to make that distinction. But at that point, you're buying it at a, more a wholesale to retail it out to those who uh, seek your help. Okay, that's another option for your business model as well. So thank you all for being here. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. Tell everybody about the chat room. We'll check it out on the break. And we'll be back with more powerful healing. Joe Messino, Tracy Strapp after this, because the power to heal is yours. Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Well, we can't get enough talking about heart issues, heart problems, cardiac challenges, and they've uh, ramped up to every age group uh, in the era of COVID crazy, particularly with COVID jab crazy. Uh, so we've got to continue our discussion this hour. We're going to do it with our friends uh, from Nutritional Frontiers. We got Joe Messino and Dr. Tracy Strout joining us, and uh, we can bring them into the mix as, at the moment you're ready. And I'm sorry, Joe Messino, this hour, your chop liver, my friend, my pal, Tracy Strout, has not been here for a long time, and she's way better looking than you. I'm sorry. I just think I just got to acknowledge that. I, yeah, but I'm the reason she's here. I brought her in. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, no. You're, by the way, chop <laughs> liver is very good. I'm what? the reason you all are here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Tracy, always got the last word. Touché, touché. Yeah. She knows it well. So, no, it's great to see you both. And we're going to be together uh, about a month from now, just uh, a month from now. In yeah. Pittsburgh. We're going to be back. It's like uh, getting the gang back together, right? I know, uh, right? It's going to be a great educational forum. Nutritional Frontiers hosting us in Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, we have that in the upcoming events. We'll talk more about some of the things that will be covered at that event. And uh, I just, Joe, obviously I'm teasing. We love you, Joe. But come on, Tracy, look at her. 
Where have you been? Did I say something to insult you? I must have upset you terribly. It's been too long. Never, so. never. You know how it is. Always on to other things with me, but still love my NF family. I don't work there full time anymore, but still part of my heart. And I, I've missed you too, Robert. Yes. I, can, I can talk to Joe anytime. I can text him and call him. <laughs> Well, and Tracy, to be fair, I've loved all of the updates of your, particularly your son in baseball, because well, I'm a big baseball fan as well. And I, I love, and, and, and Ty Bollinger's son and Bryce at the collegiate level. For me, it's like, there's something magical about baseball. And I'm like, uh, just, I, how did they figure out, you know, at the pro level, exactly 60 feet between base, uh, 60 feet, six inches from the mound, 90 feet between, to, to make it towards so right. possible, but not easy. You know, all of these things about the mathematics. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff about baseball. I have to say I'm amazed by, and of course at the little league level, I don't know what level your son is actually considered to be in, but it's just, just a joy to watch that sport. It's so hard. And yet so many different body types can succeed in it. It's not a one size fits all game. That's right. Yeah. It, it's been amazing to watch him. He's actually 12. Um, so that was Little League and he's moving out of Little League. This was his last year. So it was kind of like cathartic to have a home run in the last game and then win the championship. And I love baseball. I think it's a great sport and, you know, the All-American sport. So and I know Ty and, and Charlene's son is up there and he's having a great time, too. So I look forward to those days as well, but I'm sure they miss the Little League. <laughs> well, and, and Tracy, now I, I celebrated my 28th anniversary on July 4th. Oh, my daughter's turned 17 on July 4th, so it's not only our day and America's birthday. And, I, and I'm thinking, what a great joy because my wife now loves baseball. And I was like, I was patient. It took her a while to come around to it. And now she can't wait for the next Braves game. I have to say, it's just been a, a, a fun journey together. It's like, y'all hang out long enough together. Some of the things you didn't like initially, you'll like, and vice versa. It can happen. Stick it out, y'all. Anyway, uh, so anyway, fun stories on that front. Um, Tracy, cardiovascular issues. Joe, cardiovascular issues. And we're seeing it, as I said, in younger and younger children. I hope that you know, on the field where you are and your son is, Trace, that the parents are aware not to get their kids the jab. But I'm afraid that it's it's kind of infiltrated almost every walk or area of life. Belief system, we thought people would know better, and they've sacrificed their children to these things too. Yeah, well, I mean, we can start back with many jabs and, and say the exact same thing. Um, this one just actually got highlighted, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of brought to the forefront that we all should have choice um, and that we all should make that choice based on education mm -hmm. and understanding exactly what's in it and why we're giving it. I think that's the thing. Informed consent is never given, no matter what kind of jab it is, um, from baby all the way till now. And, you know, just just talking specifically about the this particular jab that's out there, you know, it's not something that I would ever partake in. Um, but, you know, on the clinical side and I sit in the chair, you know, I'm in the chair with these people who thought they made the right choice for their kids. And I'm not here sitting in judgment on them. I'm just here to support them where they are. And right. lucky for us that science and trusting the science doesn't just pertain to these magical jabs of hope. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But also to the nutraceuticals that we can use to help these people regain their health. Mm -hmm. And I am a giver of hope. I don't sit here and say that, you know, there is no hope that you've changed your DNA. And we've changed our DNA for years. We have MTHFR mutation. We have all kinds of things that we've done by participating and eating glyphosate and everything else that has changed our DNA. Mm -hmm. We are sicker than we've ever been. We're not getting any healthier. 
And so everybody that's listening today, regardless of what pathway you got to your dis-ease, there is a way out by following nutrient protocols, eating from the earth, whole foods, supplementation that's in the right methylated forms, mm-hmm. you know, and having somebody that knows how to put that all together for you. Um, so I've had a lot of clients who have jab remorse, jab remorse for themselves, jab remorse for, them, for their kids. And I'm the one at sea, these crying parents that know that they should have, could have, wish they had of but it's too late then. And I can't sit here and say, well, too late. Sorry. No, I have to give them, you know, a pathway of hope. And that's what I do. And I use a lot of NF products to do that. I have to say I have specific formulations for cardiovascular, for all kinds of endothelial repair, for modulating the immune system, for pulling out things that shouldn't be in the system. So there's lots of things that we can do. And Tracy, that's one of the reasons why, and Joe can add to this, why this educational opportunity coming up August 6th is so great. I remember when we had our uh, uh, event, what, a year and a half ago? I don't know how long ago now. And we were just beginning to speculate and see some of these things emerge and say, here are some things we think. We think now we have a year and a half more under our belts as far as interacting with folks, helping them, seeing what is succeeding, what is not. And that is part, that's the invaluable, valuable aspect of the education events that are coming together. And if you can't make it to Pittsburgh, I think, Joe, you guys found a way to stream it live online for people can buy tickets to that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can do the live stream. You can purchase the live stream and then you get the recording. Whether you come live in person or you purchase the live stream, you get the recording. So you always have it. But uh, the live stream is up. It's running. It's going to be great. You got Phil is our new videographer uh we don't use any outside people anymore we ain't going, we're not going outside the family anymore okay bill's got except it under Phil, except well you're still in the family chase yeah. you're still in the family yeah come on you know i thought well today when jamie said uh he wasn't gonna be able to make it i thought i might be able to get a few words in but you know, with tracy it's not gonna be that easy no either, i'm but. sorry joe it's just don't even try <laughs> no I, i'm just glad to see the door is a little open on your uh, over your left shoulder because i thought jamie was secretly trying to get in that you were keeping him out but apparently he really is taking the day off yeah he, he's here but he, he just uh you know he's got a few things to do but um he's always got something to do you know that but no, it's great. Tracy and I used to do a radio show once a week uh, for a, lot of, a couple of years, and we had a blast. We'd always bring it. And uh, so this is this is a little nostalgia here. This is fun getting back to those days. Um, but you know, I you were talking about the you know the jab, and and Tracy, you hit it on the head because you know, look, we've been talking about you know uh, safety studies since before this two and a half year flu hit. You know, we were talking about it back in 1819 and, and Bobby Kennedy's landmark win against the federal government for fraud. So we've been talking about educate yourself first, no matter what jab it is. You know, this one is just more widespread than all the rest. Yeah. But when That's it comes to heart good. health, mm-hmm. when it comes to heart health, yeah. I mean, what the biggest thing we've seen in the last couple of years cardiomyopathy and myocarditis, you know, throw, throw a little thrombosis in there and you've got a trifecta and that's what's happening to people all over the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's inflammation, whether it's, uh, uh, whether it's, uh, uh, diseased arteries, any way you look at it, these are things that we can positively affect in the other direction. Mm-hmm. There's an article here from news-medical.net, guys, and it's linked up in the show notes that says research finds less than 7% 
of the U.S. adult population has good cardiometabolic health. Are, are you guys surprised at all by this? Well, cardiovascular is still the number one killer, regardless of what big bad C word came across. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously it kills more people than all cancers combined still. So it's not sexy, as we always say, but it's still doing the job of taking out people, although no one's focusing on it. And now with this jab and the side effects that we're seeing from it, you know, it's kind of resurfacing again. So, Mm. yeah, there should have been informed consent of like, hey, if you have a health history of cardiovascular disease or you yourself are on any cardiovascular medications, you may want to consider reading the effects that these jabs had. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, but that's not what was put out there. It was basically take it or lose your job. Take it or so. See, it's been, no you can tell it's been a while since since Tracy and I did a show together because I, she actually used the term side effects, and she knows that we know that those it's are a direct, direct effect. effects, <laughs> not side effects. It's right? the non-marketable right. effects that become side effects, exactly. Uh, Joe, so the idea of, again, this goes beyond just the COVID jab uh, cardiovascular events, which are very real and, and, and important to discuss, too. But when we say 7% of U.S. adult population with good cardiometabolic health, I mean, that's 93% that's less than optimal. And and I'm, I guess I'm not that surprised. Partly, we still do have a largely sedentary population. Most of the jobs people do, if they still have jobs, are you know stationary. So it's not natural and normal to the physical body to be so stationary all of the time. And then on top of that, we still have problems with the food supply being contaminated with pesticides and herbicides. And not everybody's gone all organic. And even as I acknowledge, going organic, even though it's better than, it's not there's no pure food anymore. We're right. always dealing with something. So we always have to, as I argue, and in my life done, counteract it by planning strategically in terms of conscious choices, not only of food, but of supplements that can counter the things we have no control over. Correct. I agree. Well, you know, 100%. The, the, yeah. I mean, the, the supplement portion of it is there. It's not an option anymore. It's a necessity. You know, I've been saying for a long time now, you can't, man doesn't live by food alone anymore i'd like i like what i did with that bible quote tracy uh but yeah it's you can't live by food alone it's inadequate as you said robert i was watching the end of the last hour you know and all of these options about growing food and sharing crops and and growing vertically i mean when you don't have the space i mean this is something that we all have to seriously do to to help get a, a, a more you know quality food supply but in the meantime you still have to sup, supplement your diet and, you know, one of the funny things about heart health is three of the main nutrients that are so effective are endogenous to the body. CoQ10, DMG, and L-carnitine. Your body makes all three of those if it's fed adequately enough. And we have all three of those in an amazing formula called CardioStack. And, you know, what's interesting about that is all of that is about energy, right? L-carnitine helps the body burn fat for energy. CoQ10 is the energy carrier for every molecule in your body. And DMG increases oxygen utilization. So when you combine it with those other nutrients, it increases their uptake and makes the energy production even better. When you talk about heart, it's it's synonymous with energy. And it's it's not getting it. And we're depriving it of energy more than feeding it energy. And that's where we can take supplementation to a new level in helping people with this issue. 
Tracy, so strategically, you mentioned three three critical things. I, I believe that might be in one formulation as well. That you talk about using the NF uh, formulas. Is that one of the ones that you find to be as as vitally important as anything right now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, CardioStack. I also love CircuCore. Um, CircuCore has um, Activin, which is a patented trademark grapeseed extract, which has been studied even more effective than grapeseed to repair endothelial tissue. That is the tissue that wraps around the vessels that we saw were broken down with not only the jab, but the SARS-CoV-2 infection. So, you know, we have we have two things that kind of occurred. You had people that got the infection, right, um, had, had the expression of COVID-19, whether that was from just poor lifestyle or other retroviruses, but they did have a destruction of the endothelial tissue regardless. Um, and so they started to have blood clots and things like that. And then we have this jab that kind of accelerated everything. And now we're seeing it in kids. So the exact same formulations that we use for adults, we can use for kids as well. You just adjust the dosage so that it's safe for, you know, age groups and weight. So um, I love CircuCore. I love CardioStack because of the, the three ingredients that he had mentioned, DMG specifically. I love CBD. I think we forget about that one when it comes to cardiovascular health, but absolutely essential when it comes to the G-coupled protein receptors of the I'm brain. I'm taking some right now. Got my reminder from Tracy. She doesn't, she doesn't yeah. call or text me. So here we go. I go will. On. I have your number. Like, oh, I, you know, I would you love to hear from Any, Anytime, Tracy, I'd love to hear from you. And I can't wait to see you in Pittsburgh. Big hugs coming in. Uh, it's just an empowering event when we get together because – there's a shared love of uh, that empowering people, you know, that recognizing what we have done in our mm -hmm. own lives. Other people can do the same or better. And we never know that great healer that's just about to come up and take what we do and go even further with it. And that excites me. Uh, you know, it's just like the excitement I get with watching excellence in athleticism, right? There's always something new that you get to see. It's like, wow, I didn't know that was possible. That was amazing. And these things inspire me about, you know, the journey of life. And yes, there are a lot of things we can complain about. And, and yes, I do occasionally, I'm human, but to, to focus on what is so awesome about what we're doing together, much less what we enjoy in our lives that inspire us, again, it's uplifting it, and it really brings us to the point of, you know what, life is certainly more than about what other people are focusing on. So to come together right. for healing to me is, makes me happy every day. Me too. And, you know, I mean, that's what we're here for. You know, we have to be spreaders of hope. I mean, obviously that... It, you know, we can spread the seeds and they're going to land like in the Bible, Joe, on mm -hmm. soil, you know, and it, it we're, we're not responsible for the soil. We're just responsible for throwing seeds, the information, what people do with it, how they harvest it, how they water it is up to them. Mm -hmm. um, but additionally, because of what we do know, not only the effects of what the jab will do or, or other things like glyphosate and chemicals and non-organic foods, but over here, we also know the solutions and it's really good to give people information about like, hey, this isn't good. Try to avoid it. But over here, we have to give the solutions because in an age of information, ignorance is a choice. The problem is the information that's loudest and clearest doesn't come from our side. We're mm -hmm. usually, you know, bogged down or discriminated against or shadow banned. You know, we're not allowed to tell the truth. And even if we do, we get kicked off the platforms. You know, it's not headline news when the study came out on vitamin D. Right. And blood serum levels being between yeah. 50 and 100 to offset, you know, envelope viruses such as coronavirus. You didn't hear that on, you know, CNN. That didn't happen. But what you did hear was, oh, you know, uh, 
Dr. Falsi said, you know, one thing about uh, remdesivir and the whole world went crazy. So we have to remember who's the loudest uh-huh. and who gets the most attention. And we just have to keep getting louder. And you know, <laughs> yes. I think sometimes people are afraid to speak out from our perspective or our side. I don't want to say our side, but I guess mm-hmm. from the holistic because they're afraid of the consequences. Well, what's the mm-hmm. alternative? Just letting people get sick? Letting people get injured or, or worse. I mean, right. we had J- Joe Wang on last hour from NTD, and he's a high-level PhD researcher in genetics. And he was from China, came to mm-hmm. Canada. He found some spirituality, and he's no longer an atheist. And he's making amends, and he's talking about exactly this: we must speak out right. because the suppression of speech leads to nothing but enslavement and more disease, as we've seen uh, within the COVID crazy. Super Don, can you show that July Focus banner? Uh, for Nutritional Frontiers. For those of you who've been kind of sitting going, I wonder what I should do this month. Uh, cardiovascular solutions. There's 15% off case prices, especially for those of you who are healthcare providers and, and, and kind of distribute products. But let's just say you're in a family, a large family or in a community, you want to help out that community and you're not a wholesale professional, you can still get that 15% off and then use the RSB15 code. Jamie Dorley insists you can double dip as a retail customer uh, because you're part of the Robert Scott Bell Show family. So remember that RSB15 code when you do that. But CircuCore, CircuCare, Omega-3D, soft gels and liquids, CardioStack, uh, Cholesterol Red, these are things available to you at a great deal this month of July. Uh, and Joe, is it is it a matter of, can they call up? Is it all online? How's the best way to interact? Sure. With our folks? Yeah, it's all online. It's uh, it's all online. They can call. They can do it uh, via email as well. Either way, talk to your representative if you have one. Um, <clears throat> but you can absolutely do that. And there's multiple avenues. We're on some of the distribution channels too, like GetHealthy.store. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, some of the other major distributors. So there's multiple ways to get these products in your hands and mm-hmm. even at a discount rate. Uh, because, you know, there's just nothing, I don't, to me, nothing more important. You know, immune system, we've been talking about the immune system now since this two and a half year flu hit. We were talking about it before that. Because, you know, people, uh, you know, I can remember for years, and Tracy and I did this on the radio, you know, we never called it flu season. We called it D3D season. D3 deficiency season. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a flu season. It's because we're deficient in nutrients. So, you know, we've been talking about the immune system forever. But really, like she said earlier, it's still the number one killer. Cardiovascular health is still the number one killer. And mm-hmm. this thing has added to it. All-cause mortality is now up, what, 40%, I think I've heard, with the last figures? Um, and why? Because people are, are dying more of heart attacks and heart disease than ever before. Right. You remember... Going way back, uh, they did autopsies on the bodies coming back, young men from America, 18, 19-year-olds, Vietnam era, Korean era war as well. And they found that these children, basically, young, young people that died in the war had advanced stages of atherosclerosis, a hardening and congested arteries. And you're like, what the heck was going on that at 18, 19, even if they survived the war, they come back and they could likely have a heart attack. And I thought, well, this is interesting. What was happening mid-20th century? the corruption of the food supply and a lot of toxic poisons were being added into the air, food and water. And, and that was not looked at by our medical intelligentsia, so to speak. And in fact, they're paid very well not to look that direction, but also what's interesting about cardiac cardiovascular type diseases and the deadly events like a a myocardial infarction to speak in medical terms, but a heart attack 
is -hmm. that it's an accident. It's like you got hit by a Mack truck and you died. But if you hadn't got hit by that Mack truck, you probably could have lived a long old to Mm -hmm. ripe old age, unlike other degenerative chronic diseases. Whereas we could argue that, yes, cardiovascular disease is considered a a chronic disease, but it's not degenerative in the same way. So that if you can clear up your cardiac health, there's all likelihood that you can survive well into old age. Now, this doesn't mean ignore everything else, but my gosh, if we ignore this, we don't even have a a chance and you know what. Mm-hmm. Well, I no, think it's we important to to point out, too, that the immune system is not just for viruses and bacteria. Your immune system is an inflammatory response to anything that is going to come in and be toxic to your system. So your cardiovascular system, you know, is is part of your immune system as much as your digestive system and your kidney function. Um, so I think we like compartmentalize the immune system and say, oh, well, that's just for bacteria and viruses, rather than saying the immune system is any inflammatory response, because that's what you want. You want the right amount of inflammation to get the right amount of repair. The problem is with cardiovascular disease is that it's just continual inflammation from poor food choices, you know, low nutrient levels, um, you know, congested liver, all of those things contribute to the downfall of our cardiovascular system. It's not like we're eating greasy food every day and it's our heart that's so stressed out. Our liver's stressed out, our digestive system is stressed out. It starts with systemic inflammation and then it leads to cholesterol production because vessels are being stretched and torn, digestive processes are being stretched and torn, cholesterol is being pumped out as an anatomical- To save your life, ironically. Exactly, it's a good guy. And then what do we do? We don't go talk to the person about diet change and taking some good omegas so that the cholesterol, OL, alcohol can bind with a good fat, help you make better brain, balance your hormones, support your cardiovascular. No, we give you a medication to stop the cholesterol production. That destroys your liver even further, right? right. So we actually start to create the cascade Mm -hmm. through medications that create this whole cardiovascular dis-ease. Mm-hmm. And it's not because you had an optimal diet. So case study, true case study, I had a guy call me from UCLA Medical Center. And he said he was a um, ultra runner, uh, has been a, a vegetarian for years, but took all his right supplements, blah, 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 blah. And uh, had a full cardiovascular workup with dyes and everything in December of 2021. Mm-hmm. Got the jab two boosters and had a cardiovascular incident with a 90% blockage in his widow maker. And he said, what do you, he said, the doctors are telling me it's genetics. That's what they said. I said, well, they don't know anything else. That's what I said. said. Have you read the reports on the direct effects of the jab and boosters of the particular strain that you took? I was like, and the impact on your cardiovascular system. He's like, do you think that it might be correlated? I was like, it's the only difference that I see in the entire year process when he had a full workup saying 100% clear health in 2021 to a widowmaker almost heart attack almost a year later. So there are correlations. I know that some people say, I got it. I feel fine. Nothing happened to me. Lucky you. Good. You know what? There's a lot of kids like that too from childhood, right? That receive those childhood ones and they're fine too. And then there's a lot of kids that not, that are not the same with this one. We've had more incidences, more injuries and more deaths with this particular jab 
than we have with all childhood vaccines combined. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that when we're looking at the science and we're looking at the statistics and we're making sure that we're making the knowledge-based decisions that you have all of the information. Otherwise, it's not informed consent. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's swayed consent. And you're being swayed through indoctrination and big bucks marketing to not pay attention to this side over here. So balance is always key in everything. Make sure you have both sides and then make your choice. At least you'll be able to live with it a little bit better. You know, you you, you brought up a, a, one of my favorite topics when you mentioned the word cholesterol. And Tracy knows that I've been talking about this for a long, long time. Um, and the, 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 it's to me, the, you know, maybe this one overcame it in the last two and a half years, but it was always to me the greatest uh, medical myth of all time. And mm -hmm. that's cholesterol medications. Um, you know, cause as you said, it's a lifesaver. It's something we absolutely need. Um, yeah. and, and it's just that the, the, the re and if it ever becomes a problem, it's because this valve never shut off. Your body needs so much repair, can't tell the difference, and it sticks around so long that it begins to oxidize. And then, yes, it does become a problem, but it's not because you made too much. It's because you couldn't excrete it, you couldn't process it properly, you couldn't use it properly and, mm -hmm. get, and get rid of it effectively. So if everybody, if every physician would just turn their attention away from stopping the production of it to preventing the oxidation of it, it would change cardiovascular health, health and therapy mm. in this country. Yeah. Well, we talk about the, the stress levels impacting it. I look at the weekend we just had uh, for those that do celebrate uh, freedom and the origins in this country, uh, the Independence Day holiday. Uh, unfortunately, many people are, 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 you know, fully inflamed and angry all the time about the country. If those of you in America live in, uh, they hate the country. They've been propagandized as we learn more and more by the CCP infiltration. I bring this up in terms of inflammation. I know it's not purely a physical heart thing, but the inflammation that we live with in terms of politics and other things that are occurring do impact our physical body. Mm -hmm. And in addition to the kids playing baseball, Tracy, I just want to show this picture, Super Don, if you can. For my daughter, she took part in a patriotic play this weekend called Cries of Freedom. Uh, and it was just such an inspiring thing to have young people participate in the origin of, of, of freedom, going back to the story of Joan of Arc in France all the way through to our, our uh, country here. There she is singing with the microphone there in that uh, beautiful awesome. event. And I was just crying by the end as they bring the veterans on stage back, at, as they say, at a time when there was no controversy in, in the military forces to determine what of 1,000 genders you were, right? And, and the sensitivity training, because it was about defensive of freedom that doesn't involve that. And so getting your kids involved in these things, teaching them as you would raise them, as, as we were raised a little bit more connected to that, is just another message I wanna throw out there for these young people so that they grow up with a, 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 a you know, understanding the value of being free. Like we, Tracy, Joe, you, you know, and Jamie knows as well, the limited freedom we have because of the bureaucratic oligarchy that Jonathan Emord talks about in his battle, right? The FDAs, the FTCs, et cetera. And we had a Supreme Court decision uh, last week or so. One, the big one was about abortion. The secondary one was about the EPA. It's like, oh my gosh, the environment's going to be destroyed now. But the reality is uh, there may be less uh, deference to the so-called experts in government that are not really experts. They're just bought and paid for by the industry that they're supposed right. to regulate so that we may have an interesting thing happen here, guys, that there may be successful suits that have never been successful in pushing back on the power of the limitations on freedom of speech. As we talk about the science 
of dietary mineral supplements, for instance, and what they can do to prevent and reverse disease. Yet if you make or sell them, you can't say those things. We might be able to have success in pushing back like never before in our, let's say, lifetime because of what's going on. So there's some good things, too, is my point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the right amount of inflammation gets the right amount of response, Mm -hmm. but you have to have the right amount of cellular repair. So it's when all the inflammation takes over and the cellular repair gets squashed. So we are the cellular repair. We can't we can't let this inflammatory response just keep getting bigger and bigger. We got to bring the fire hoses and put it out so that we can actually see clearly what happened. And that's the issue, right? I mean, people are afraid to speak up. You can't be afraid to speak up. Yeah, there's going to be consequences and people aren't going to like you. Who cares? They probably didn't like you in the first place. <laughs> you know, say it anyway, even if you're scared. Like I always tell my kids, you speak the truth even if your voice shakes. Say it yeah. anyway. Yeah. So. All right, Joe, let me just uh, reference again the upcoming events that we have, including Mm -hmm. especially the August 6th event. Saturday, August 6th will be happening in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm looking forward to this. Look who also is going to be there. Judy Mikovits, Dr. Len's going to be with us. Jamie, I don't know where Joe's going to be. Are you leaving town because I'm coming? What's happening, Joe? Oh, I'm going to be there. They just didn't have room for me on the poster. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, I don't know how they did that. But anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing you, my friend, as well there. And yes, you can be there with us in person. Go to NutritionalFrontiers.com. We have links in the upcoming events page. You can also stream it live from wherever you are. And I think uh, just as the the tip of the iceberg stuff that Dr. Tracy's talking about today, you're going to be able to learn in person and or streaming as we focus on a lot of these things that can help uh, bring the body back to functionality, even in the midst of predictions of disaster, which, you know, I'll acknowledge again, we, we know with these COVID jabs, particularly of MRNA variety, they, they are unlike any vaccine that preceded them. I don't think they're actually vaccines by definition, but okay. They, they use the term and it doesn't mean just like, I love Tracy that you just like, I'm not giving up. I'm not, I'm not saying you're doomed. We're going to be there to meet you where you are. If you're willing to do some things, the body life creation is miraculous. And I've seen like my example of my own children who were born to two chronically ill parents, me and my wife, who were chronically ill from the time we were children because we were vaccine damaged and injured. We were damaged by mercury in our teeth, other things that we worked very hard on to be healthy enough to have children at all and then raise them without the the same stresses, the vaccines or the even the antibiotics that they've never had, raising them on cleaner food and seeing that they are not chronically ill like guess what? their grandparents when they were adults and young. Mm -hmm. Now, my parents' age group uh, got sick typically later in life, as we saw that in the 20th century, but they weren't sick from day zero like I was or young like my wife was. So the correction within one generation is possible. So if that's possible, how fast can we accelerate it if we know what to do? And usually that involves eliminating the arrogance if we talk about our minds, we, we, we worship the mind as opposed to going deeper to the guidance from God and spirit. This is where, you know, Tracy and I love to talk about this stuff because, yes, we are invested in intelligent discussions and, and engaging in things that involve our mind. But it isn't the thing that we worship. It's a tool that we use when we're guided to do things that sometimes we're guided to do things that our minds tell us are wrong. Yet there's some deeper thing that we don't see with the mind that can direct us to. And so I I ask you to be prayerful, to be contemplative and to allow the direction in a time when there's so much a cacophony of noise that's distracting people away from the guidance that is always there for our benefit to bring us the gift of healing. It's always there. It's we who don't see it, hear it or understand the language because of the propaganda that is 
thrown our way that we begin to believe wrong things that become quote unquote right because whether you believe you can or you believe you can you're right you're right yep <laughs> absolutely and i i love that i mean so good everything you just said because look at us right here guys and joe i i've never asked you but and i just assumed my kids are unvaccinated your kids are unvaccinated you know joe i'm sure your granddaughter like we're raising the next generation of like reset, right? We're resetting the pool. Um, you know, I, and, and I've heard that you know, genetics is impacting up to 30% now, which I can believe. I used to say 10%, but now because we keep dumbing down these, this DNA expression every generation with these voluntary uh, deceptions that we keep participating in. But you and I, Robert, right now, we get the next generation coming up. You know what I pray for? I pray for my kids' spouses. I pray that they're, you know, like them, that they walk like them. Great. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm praying for is that this next generation coming up has clear vision for what we fought for. I just had a conversation with my eight-year-old son in the car as we talked about a really good buddy that he's not allowed to play with anymore because mommy spoke up against the masks. And it was his best friend in the whole world. And it really hurt my kid. And I was really mad for a long time. And the opportunity arose the other day where we're in the car. And I was like, you know, bud, the situation happened where he stood up against something that he knew was wrong, even though people would be mad at him. And I was like, because of what I did and you saw that is because of what you did. I said, and because of what you did and everybody else saw it will be what they did. I was like, it takes one person, one person to stand up, only one. I was like, and then everybody else feels brave enough to follow. And that's what we have to do as a society is change the indoctrination. I just did a whole class called Mommy Apothecary. It's scary. I have our pediatricians in my area are kicking out not all non-vax kids now. So I'm actually writing it's letters. It's not just your area, Trace. It's everywhere. But I'm writing yeah. letters to our legislation now, like to our legislators and our congressmen of like, how is this legal how is it legal if Pennsylvania is a non-mandatory state based on strong philosophical belief, eth- ethical belief, or medical exemption? And I can sign the form as a parent saying, I do not consent. How is it legal that a doctor's office whose first oath to do no harm can kick out an unvaccinated child that they've had been caring for since birth? And all of a sudden today, they're just like, you're out, get out. Now, granted, I don't. I know that we don't need a pediatrician. That's where I am. That's where yeah, I am. Right. Yes. But there's many parents out there who are not quite where I am. So I have this whole thing of like this mommy apothecary. What do you need to have on hand? What are the things that you can do? How do you fix X, Y, and Z? That's the kind of stuff we have to get back to grandma's methods, right? You remember, Robert, when women would call their moms to take care of their baby or they call grandma and say, this is happening to my baby. What do I do? Who do yes. moms call today? They call the pediatrician. Like what happened so, to generations of mm-hmm. wisdom being passed down from mom to, right. you know what I mean? It doesn't happen I, anymore. I want to build on that, Tracy and Joe. You might want to throw this in as well because people ask all the time, how is it your, your son is 22, your daughter's 17, they go out and you're not worried about their food choices. It's because we have engaged them always in why we make the choices we make. It's not just that we do it and they raise and they go, oh, this is the way we eat. I have no idea why. They know why. And also I've told them, look, if you ever want to go out and try something different, 
knock yourself out, but pay attention to your body. It's going to teach you more than I could ever teach you, more than any doctor could ever teach you. And that's a big part of this. Whatever you want to, let's say, have your kids stay on the proverbial straight and narrow about. They're still going to be adults one day. They'll make their own decisions. But you raise them to have, let's say, the ability to make good decisions. And that's all about investing in not just what you do, but why you do it. Help them understand, reason with them, talk to them about it, give them the ability to critically think about that. Then they have a strength that these kids don't have that have no earthly idea why any choice was made because the parents never interacted with them on anything. That's right. We talked to our kids. I know Joe cooks with Talia, his granddaughter. They have a cooking show. Like He teaches her how to make real food. We talk to our kids about choices, why they can't have certain things why they have to make a better choice. And that's all we can do, right, Robert? Right, Joe? It's like roots and wings. You got to plant the roots deep and and drive them down. And then when they fly and they're gone, they're going to eat the bad things. But I really believe in my heart, and I say this over and over again, I think childhood vaccines are one of the gateway drugs for chronic disease and for a lifelong pharmaceutical user. And I really feel, and this is not a crack against parents that chose them, like wherever you are, there is hope always. And I don't mean to say that my kids are better, but there is a difference. There is a difference proven by studies, Dr. Brian Hooker, and all those things that they did, and they're on the Children's Health Defense, but there are studies that prove that kids that are unvaccinated have less chronic disease, less ear infections, less medical uh, intervention, less pharmaceutical use, higher in IQs, higher in cognitive abilities, more emotionally stable. Like, the studies are out there now. We can't hide from it. The problem is you're not hearing about it. So we need to hear about it, right? We need to we need to share these things. And you can always make a choice not to go to that next well visit, which is an oxymoron in itself, but that's yeah. what we done that path. Exactly. Yeah, it is. You know, that's so true. We, we've been doing it, like Tracy said, and I, I've been doing it, teaching my grandkids, not just Tally, but, you know, all of them. They uh, – they, when they were too young to read labels, they would pick up a snack in a store and say, Papa, can we have this? And they'd make, and I'd read the label and I'd say yes or no based on, you know, the ingredients. And now they're old enough they can read and they look. We were in a store on, on, um, just the other day buying stuff for the holiday, Tally and I. And, and of course, they had all the red, white, and blue, mm-hmm. you know, tasty treats. And she'd pick it up and she read it. And then she goes, Look, blue 40, red number is in this one, you know, so. She's she knows now. So this is something if it's ingrained young enough, it will be their lifestyle. It will be their choice. Can they still have snacks? Yeah, but they can pick healthy ones. You know, she knows now if she wants, you know, a chip, it should have three ingredients. You know, the vegetable, you know, good oil and good salt. That's it. If there's anything else on that label, she puts it back so we can teach them and they can still have a little fun, you know, and even if they have a soda now and then. That's the way it was when we grew up, right? Holidays, birthdays, you got to have, oh, it was a treat. You got to have a soda with your, you know, with the party. And not three times a day out of the vending machine like it is now, you know. Or served at school lunches. Yes. Yes. Or just school lunches. Teach your kids about red dye number death, okay? You talk to them about that. They'll get it. They'll go, oh, no, I don't think I want that. But it's not even teach your kids. We need to teach parents. Yeah, you're right. Wow. One of the biggest things, and this was sad, sad to me, it would like hurt my heart when this parent texted me, she said, I just got kicked out of our pediatrician's office because I noticed that when my son got X jab as a kid, he reacted to it. And so I stopped doing them. P- 
pediatrician kept the child in the care. The child's on ADHD medication. And so the mom is freaking out because she's like, I got to keep him on this meta. And I just sent her this gentle message. And I said, can I ask you a question? And she said, yeah. I said, if you said no to jabs, I said, why have, what have you done to try to change his brain and his brain communication without medication? And she's like, no one's ever talked to me about that. So right there, right there, we always hesitate, right? About, oh, should I say something? Mm-hmm. It, you can ask a question. And sometimes it's never been an, op- it's never been an opportunity for the yeah. parent. And so I just provided her an opportunity of like, would you like to come talk to me about it? And let's see what we can do for your son so that she's searching for a psychiatrist now to prescribe him this medication. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God bless her heart. But some parents just don't know. They don't know about dyes, Robert, or, or milk, processed milk. They don't understand the neurology around it or just simple deficiency of what would a mineral deficiency do to a kid, a vitamin D, B, what about MTHFR mutation? They just don't know. Tracy, your, your willingness to ask a question is, is your willingness to be of service, right? Speaking out even, and I've talked about this, being a fool for God, being willing to be a fool for God and, and, and setting the stage each and every day and morning, if you can be conscious about this, however you would perceive it, to, you know, to speak to that which you believe is, is created all of it and gives us that guidance to ask us to be, how may I be of service today? Or utilize me as you will to open, you know, the heart, mind, or spirit to somebody that needs help, and that you will find that you're in opportunities you never would have known you you were in before. And suddenly now your your radar is so is kind of keyed into that where the opportunity then presents itself, and it does again and again. You're just like all these people needed help. I didn't know it. I never set myself up to be sensitive to to hear the message when they needed it, and it wasn't me a battering ram going in like sometimes right. I can be on this show. But in the moment of the human to human contact, simply asking a question that causes somebody to pause and they may not act on it that day, but maybe a year, 10 years later, they'll remember that encounter and go, oh, that triggered it when they were ready. And had you not asked the question, it might not have worked for them. So these are the things that are the plus factor in terms of healing and service that we would dedicate our lives to do to help others because we have been helped so much in our journey. Yeah, it does surprise me still how many people don't know. But, you know, uh, every time I'm like, wow, I just can't believe that they just don't know, but they don't. So I have to jump off, but I want to leave everybody with this. There's some really great people out there putting out really great messages and people that I love more than anything. Put it out with gentleness and hope. That's the only thing that I'll say to all these people that have the stage and have the light right now that are influencing many, many people and giving messages. Don't forget hope. Because no matter what, God has always made a way from the garden to the cross. He's made a way. And our job is to speak hope into these people's lives and show them what we know Hmm. in the reference of what they can do as well. Like you said, sometimes, Robert, we got to meet them where we are and give them a hand up. And that's not a handout. It's a hand up. Yeah. So it's good to see you. Thank you, Tracy. Big hugs. We'll see you in a month in Pittsburgh. Thanks, Tracy. All yeah. right. See you soon. See ya. <laughs> and if there's still breath, there's still hope because there's still life. Uh, Joe, there's another article here. I think it's fascinating. We've talked about this on the air with you and Jamie as well. Um, now the American Association has added another aspect to heart health in terms of things to check list on. And it's sleep, sleep. Mm. And one, of, one of the formulas that you have at Nutritional Frontiers is one of our favorite for sleep. It's helped so many. Uh, and I know that it's uh, n- maybe not in that list of things right now, but 
that that sleep formula that you guys have is, is just if anybody's having trouble, I'm saying, please reach out to Nutritional Frontiers and check that out and try it because you'll see some things that are quite profound. The uh, the sleep time formula has is still probably the number one selling uh, formula for Nutritional Frontiers. And that says a lot because we have over 200 products. Yeah. Um, but it is the number one because it works. It's that simple. And it works effort, uh, effortlessly. It works gently, <laughs> non-addictively. Uh, people use it over time. They need less. Because let's just explain real quick, Robert, the difference between uh, a sedative that you would get over the counter or from a physician's prescription and, a, and this sleep time formula. And the difference is the difference between allopathic approach and functional approach to health. Okay, allopathic approach, the drug will take the place of a specific function or, or uh, organ in the body. And over time, your body will then shut that function down and come to rely completely on the drug. That's drug addiction. Whether it's prescription or whether it's illegal, it's the same mechanism. Functional approach is that instead of taking the place of it with something synthetic, we enhance the functionality of that system, whether it's the endocrine system, the cardiovascular system, whether it's the sleep system, which is the neurological aspect of your body. Because that's where everybody goes wrong with sleep is they don't address the neurological aspect. They just want knocked out. And, and when you take a sedative, you are not getting in a REM sleep. You're not in a good sleep. And when your body gets into a good sleep, it heals, it reproduces, it, it, it compensates for everything that you've done to it. Mm -hmm. It makes hormones. It allows your body to repair certain parts and systems. But you got to get into that restful sleep. And you do that by calming the mind. And that's what the nutrients in sleep time do. They help calm that racing mind so that now naturally it enhances neurotransmitter production. Doesn't take the place of it. Doesn't shut it down. It mm -hmm. enhances it. Now your body starts to work the way it was supposed to function. That's what functional nutrition is all about. Mm -hmm. And over time, you need less instead of more. Well, and also, you know, we mentioned the CBD earlier, Trace, you mentioned, and, and the anxiety, the hyperstimulation of the nervous system, the endocannabinoid system supporting so many systems that we've, you know, we're still learning about. And I mm -hmm. want to encourage everybody that if you haven't tapped into yet certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products, uh, Nutritional Frontiers has them the best, and we utilize them here in, in the household. And and uh, we even the transdermal is, is absolutely astonishing how you can place it over an area in need. It'll be driven deep into that area. The Hemp Boost is one of my favorites as well I take every day. And uh, the different liquids that you have, many options. If you go to CBDNF.com, sign up there to become a customer of Nutritional Frontiers. You mentioned the Robert Scott Bell Show. There's a drop-down menu. If you're in the United States, they'll send you a nice thank you, welcome care package of samples. You can try them as well. When you order, use the code RSB15. And please do take a picture when you get those samples with you, preferably, and send them into Super Don. Every once in a while, I just wow, say Wow, look at that. We get more people that do that. We take those pictures, add them into the list, and we do a giveaway, a special giveaway where it's even a bigger care package for one really amazing Robert Scott Bell Show listener that took advantage of that. So if you haven't, you live in the United States, in this case, my goodness, I don't know what you're thinking or not thinking if you don't do this. So once again, go to cbdnf.com, sign up, mention the Robert Scott Bell Show in the drop-down menu. They'll send you samples, take pictures, send it to Superdon, askrsb at gmail.com. And we'll add it to the list and we'll do it, you know, again, once in a while we do a special giveaway for that. 
Uh, Joe, an, another you know, thing. Even, I need, Robert, go ahead. even yeah. when it comes to sleep, the transdermal right. cream mm -hmm. is a great aid for that. Because if the sleep problem is physical, if mm -hmm. it's tense muscles, if it's yeah. tension in the neck and shoulders, or it could be in another part, in a body part, in a limb Very that's going to keep you awake, this is excellent to help with that. Very true. And also, we did mention about the toxic uh, pesticides, the poisons, the herbicides, all of that, the help for the liver, the many products that you have there to do that. Also, real quick, a shout out to my friend Tor McPartland, who developed the Orange Guard product. You can go to orangeguard.com. This is a delimining-based pesticide. Went through all the EPA regulations, but it's so safe that I drank it on the air. That's how safe this wow. pesticide is. I know. <laughs> Made simply from uh, orange peels, and yet it works. And guess what? There it is in my little greenhouse. Uh, this is something that is still used for, it's OMRI certified. That means it can be used on organically grown products and they're still considered certified organic. That's how nice. clean this stuff is. So you can go to the local Ace Hardware and they do carry it there or go direct and have it shipped. So moving away from the toxic poisons, and I know like Judy Mikovits has talked extensively, Dr. Judy yes. will be with us about the glyphosate and other dangers uh, uh, to the to the every system, if you will. So this is how it all comes in that we change not only the products that we eat or we supplement with, but that we, that we use topically and around us in the house, outside of the house, in the garden. That's part of all of this mission that we are teaching people to live in a, in a way different from that which we've lived most of our lives. You know, I got I got a tip for you. I don't know if I ever told you about this or not, but I got a tip mm -hmm. for you for your people with gardens and things, or if they just have a big problem with uh, weeds. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and, and that orange guard looks amazing. But, you know, you can uh, do it very simply at home. All you have to do, you don't need Roundup or anything. If you have a bunch of weeds, if you have a problem and you want to get mm -hmm. rid of them, just microwave some water for about two minutes. <laughs> let it cool. Let it yeah. cool. Yeah. And water those weeds. Within a day or two, two days, three at the max, they'll be dead. Microwave water. Now, that's brilliant, Joe. That's the only reason hey, I, I could support the use of a microwave oven. Because exactly. exactly. Ours is just right. a, like a bread box. We don't ever turn on yeah. a microwave, obviously. So brilliant, you know, as well, always. What, here's why. Because what microwaves do is they change the molecular structure of water, mm -hmm. which is, of course, in every food. And it changes it from a, non, from a nutrient to a non-nutrient. Well, mm -hmm. if it's a non-nutrient, what's another word for that? Poison. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people that just use it to heat up their water for their tea, well, that's the worst thing you could possibly do. But it's another whole story. But I tell you what, everybody I've tried, I've told this to and have tried it because I've done it myself. Mm -hmm. It works. And they come back and they say, oh, my wow. God, I can't believe it. Can't believe you put that in your body. Uh, yes. Joe, I appreciate you so much, my brother. I can't wait to see you. Give you a big hug as well when we're together. Yeah, August 6th. I've got a, a, some other events, the Red Pill Expo, G. Edward Griffin. Are you guys going to be at that one, Nutritional Frontiers? Do you know in Indianapolis no, this weekend? No, I don't think okay. so. This No, no. I no. think there are others that will be at together as well, and, and y'all check it out in the upcoming events list. Uh, I thank you all. Thanks again. Shout out to our friends at Trinity School of Natural Health. Nutritional Frontiers is always there at the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, trinityschool.org. Check that out. I've got some other upcoming events I'll tell you about in the bonus round in about 60 seconds from now. Joe, Big hugs to you and the whole family at NF. And uh, tell Jamie we did miss him, but you guys rocked it. Thanks, Robert. We appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. I'll see you in about a month. All right. Remember, the power to heal is still yours.